And in this corner, from season four of Psych, based on the movie The Exorcist, it's the episode, The Devil is in the Details and in the Upstairs Bedroom. And in this corner, from season six, based on the movie The Shining, here's Lassie. Now it's time to find out which one is more gooder! Hello everyone, I am your host Scott White and this is a brand new podcast called Which One Is More Gooder? Where we take two projects that are similar in nature somehow, we watch both of them, we compare them, we find out what we liked, what we didn't like for each one, and then we will definitely find out which one is more gooder. This is my debut podcast, and I have two very special guests, so please introduce yourselves. Hi, uh, my name is uh, Kristen Rills. Um, I do lots of stuff. I think that's good enough. I'm Emmy Service. I also do lots of stuff, and I'm going to hold on to this forever now that I am Scott's good friend. What if that was the real podcast? <laughs> it. it had nothing I, to do with an episode. Fighting over just, friendship. Yes, he's just pitting us against each other. <laughs> he would. This will be your next podcast. Well, I don't need to because a little behind-the-scene drama, Emmy was like, uh, Kristen, do you want to come over here? And Kristen's like, no, I got my own setup. Boo, boo, oh, oh, you're not. <laughs> I do, I'm in, I have all my shit is set up. I have like the, uh, like the boom mic and it's attached to the desk and it's got the clamp and it's all the wires. Got the clamp? Oh no, thing. everything's got the yeah. clamp. <laughs> <sighs> so in this debut episode, we are going to do two episodes of the TV show Psych. And the connective tissue is both of these episodes are based on a horror movie. We're doing The Devil is in the Details and in the Upstairs Bedroom, which is based on The Exorcist. And then we're doing Here, Loosely, Here's Lassie, which is based on The Shining, Loosely. Loosely. I must say, before we really get into it, Psych is my favorite TV show of all time. And I just started watching Psych this past year, so I am brand new to it. But I'm an avid horror movie fan, so I have lots of thoughts Mm -hmm. about the horror aspect. I can't wait, because I had a lot of questions of like, is is that from this thing? Did Mm -hmm. they do this? And it's like, I'm not going to Google it. Emmy will know. No, I'll know. (laughs) I have so many notes on that. (laughs) Kristen, how familiar were you with The Exorcist and The Shining? I've actually never seen The Exorcist. I know. I'm oh. scary movies are scary. Well, uh, I get yes. <laughs> I have seen I have seen The Shining. I've I know enough about The Exorcist. I've seen a, enough stuff that makes fun of it. I'm familiar with the story that it's based on, but like stuff that's really scary like ruins me for a week. I can't sleep. Like I I love The Walking Dead. I read several of the graphic novels when the TV show started. It came out on Sunday nights and I only watched like three or four episodes because I would just have nightmares all night long and I couldn't sleep. And then I couldn't get up and teach the next the morning. So I had to stop. I'm a weenie when it comes to scary stuff. I can't do it. So that's my long way of saying, nope, haven't seen The Exorcist. And I'm the opposite. I love horror movies. I love being scared. Like I, I will see anything and everything horror related. And I enjoy finding things that actually scare me because there's not many movies that actually scare me. There are some that'll make me jump because that's a jump scare, but it's, that's the startle. That's not actually being like truly scared. Like when a movie really gets under my skin and makes me think and then like stays with me for like later that night or like days later that's when i'm like oh that was a good one and those movies are rare i believe i read somewhere that the exorcist is the most parodied parodied movie ever i I bet it is because i feel like i completely know the story i know the beats of it because i've seen it made fun of so many times yeah i would believe that and it's true get possessed by the devil i'm good so my brother-in-law here's a stupid aside because that's all i do is tell stupid asides um his parents rented the exorcist when he was a kid 
and they wouldn't let him watch it because it was too scary. But he mm. said he just heard all of it through oh, the walls. And I it was even worse. worse. Yeah. Oh, that's worse because you don't have the context. So exactly. also stupid, funny aside, this is this is weird, but like this is my dad. The Exorcist is my dad and I. It's like it's our movie. We'll watch it together all the time. We'll quote it to each other. He'll call me and he'll go, Dimi, Dimi, why you do this to me? And I'll call him a voicemail and go, Marin, happy birthday. And like we'll it's like it's it's probably weird that that's like our father daughter bonding oh, movie, but it is. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, I started to, and I I have the Shutter uh, channel, so I started to watch this documentary, really excellent documentary on um, the making of The Exorcist and like William Peter Blatty and all that stuff. And I started watching it, and the first like ten minutes is all about the opening Iraq sequence, which is my dad's favorite part of the whole movie. So I just stopped the, the documentary, called him like, Dad, I can't watch this without you. You got to get this Shutter thing immediately so we can watch it together. You're so sweet. It, did. it was very cute. We had a little date on Zoom watching the Exorcist documentary, you know, like normal families do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The next voicemail, I just want you to call your dad up and just say, your mom sucks cocks in hell and just hang up. <laughs> I mean, I'm not so... Technically, that, that would be your grandmother, was, technically. Yeah, I was going to say, who knows, man? Gra- Granny was living Bless her soul. She know. just, That's she just right. passed this, uh, this past year, but... Uh, she made it to yeah, so uh, maybe so maybe wait till next Halloween to leave yeah, yeah. that voicemail. No. A little, little more time. <laughs> All right. So the first episode we're going to look at is The Devil is in the Details and in the Upstairs Bedroom, originally aired August 28, 2009. It is mm-hmm. the fourth episode of the fourth season, and it holds an 8.0 on IMDb. Respectable. So first of all, we're going to say what we liked. Do we want to give like a brief summary of what happened in the episode? Just like. So the brief summary is this, the the show opens with one girl chasing another girl and she chases her on top of a building and this girl jumps. It's at a, a, a Catholic school. So the next morning they're investigating it and there's all these priests around and a priest that Gus and Sean grew up with, called them in because he feels that the girl was possessed. And then so they have to prove whether it was a possession or not. Right. And Sean Sean does not believe in the possession and Gus does. So they kind of have like a little back and forth. And then there's a side story of Henry, Sean's dad, playing video games throughout. And that's, yes. pretty, that's a pretty succinct summary, right? Yeah, I think it's pretty right. And, and and in the end, it was not. She was not possessed. She was used. She overheard the priest talking about the possession. Use that um, as an ex- the friend of the girl who was with her. Use that as an excuse because she had actually had drugged the girl because she just wanted to steal her boyfriend. But it was a terrible accident. But that doesn't matter because she still basically killed her. Case closed. Case closed. The end. Uh, so, Kristen, what were what was you? What did you like about this? Your favorite parts of this episode? Um, I just I I love the episodes that start with the young Sean and Gus stuff. So we see the connection of how they know that person previously. So I, I always love episodes that begin that way. I, you know, like, I like Sean. I like the little, the little hints to the exorcist here and there. I like the, uh, uh, like the creepy backbend part and her saying all the German business. Cause I get all the jokes, even though I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, this one, this episode's fine. It wouldn't make my top 30 in my favorite Sykes. <laughs> it's, you know, I like how they change the style of the cinematography at the beginning. It's very dangerous, which she's being chased. It's, you know, a bunch of quick cuts. Uh, that's, that's not, not indicative of the rest of the series, which I think is probably great for their production team. They probably really enjoy getting to do different styles and stuff. So I like when we have a, a very different flavor because we know that this is the spooky Halloween episode. And I think Sykes Halloween episodes got like better and better and better as the years went on. Um, but knowing all of their other episodes, this is not, it's not my favorite spooky one. Yeah. It's, it was fine. It was fine. Emmy, have you finished the whole series yet? Oh, I finished it. Yeah. I finished oh, okay. it. Okay. 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 I was, yeah. I was afraid I was going to have to watch my myself for no 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 oh yeah no you're fine i know what happens um 
Yeah, I agree for the most part. I I think the thing I enjoyed the most about this episode it was it was one that Gus was driving because that's usually not the yeah. case. Usually it's Sean who's like we're doing this case, and Gus is like no 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 no. But this one, Gus actually tricked Sean into going to the school and taking the case, and then they had that fun like stealing the lead detective. Yeah, back and which forth. was just like a goofy bit. <laughs> But it was fun to see Gus was the one like taking charge or trying to drive the investigation in this one. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about the exorcist bits and other things. So I don't know how we wanted to get into that. I the the thing that I kept thinking all throughout this episode though was Sean, stop being so pervy. You're being so pervy about this Catholic school uniforms. <laughs> These girls are like 20. Stop it. Just mm, mm. Oh Sean. Oh, I think they're I think a lot of them are younger than 20. Uh, I was trying to be nice. Uh, <laughs> gross. That was actually my thought, too. At the beginning, Gus, Gus lures Sean. Yeah. By the way, James Rohde, and mm-hmm. I guess now it's James Rohde Rodriguez. He goes by his full name now. Yeah. it's He pronounces it Rode, but it's fine. Rode. <laughs> like Rode. And, uh, yeah. Is it is it pronounced dual? It's Dule Hill. Dulé Hill. James, James Dulé Rodet Rodet. and Dulé Hill. James Rodet does a spot-on impression of Dulé Hill. How come you're so quiet? Because I'm mad at you. What? How come? How come? Really? Does this conversation sound familiar? Ring, ring. Hey, Gus. You want to go to the beach today? Uh, are you sure you don't want to check out that jumper over at St. Atlas? Nah, sounds like a straightforward suicide to me. Are you peeing? No, Sean. I'm doing the dishes. Well, sounds like you're pink. Excuse me. The nozzle was on spray mode. And Sean, I do not talk like that. Sean, maybe we should stop by St. Atlas just to be sure. Besides, there'll be all kinds of hotties running around in Catholic schoolgirl uniforms. What? So Gus lured Sean there because he's like, oh, there's going to be a lot of women there in Catholic schoolgirl uniforms. Nope. nope, So it was pretty pervy at the beginning. Yeah. I kept thinking. Do that in college, though? Is that a thing to colleges wear uniforms? I mean, I'm Jewish, so I am not the person to ask about anything Catholic schoolgirl, but I don't think that's a college thing. I don't know. That could be wrong. I don't know. Someone call in with an answer, because we have college. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we don't? Oh. I like, what I liked about it is, once again, you know, the chemistry, actually the beginning there where he was doing his impression of Gus. Mm -hmm. uh, I like that. And I also like the subplot of of Henry getting addicted to, yeah, uh, to Grand games. Theft Auto or whatever whatever video game that he was he was addicted to. Yeah, as oh. far as the as far as the dad plots go, that one felt real for like oh we got to get dad in here somehow in this plot quick just like shove a little thing in there because usually there's a there's a way that makes more sense to weave him into the investigation. This one was like just like get in there. But, you know, they, they got to get him in there somehow. So I was like, all right, it's fine. One thing that was really cute was the Noah's Ark thing at the beginning. I did yeah. appreciate how they tied that into like his observation skills mm-hmm. and how they started doing the math. I'm like, well, how many zebras would we need to feed the lions on <laughs> Noah's Ark and all that? That was good. And I wish uh, so, so, so his, he and his dad kept having this back and forth about like, how do you tell your partner when you think they're wrong and this whole, like, you need to support them. And then there's the grand theft auto B plot. I wish there'd been some kind of B plot that was instead like Henry having to, to negotiate some sort of partnership. I th- feel like a parallel, mm. I feel like there's usually a parallel in yeah. the, there's either a parallel or that skill or that thing that they're exploring comes back in to help solve the case or this or that. And I don't, I don't think there was. Did there it, really did it wasn't. Come no. back anyway that I'm, that I'm I don't like think misremembering. So. I think the like the lame excuse that they had for Sean to keep going back to the house was he was looking for the Xbox and then he was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to paint or something. But it was like such a half-assed excuse to get him to the house. I mean, yeah. this one felt real, real forced, but again, it's like, I know that he's, Top ability's got to be in the episode somehow, so they make it work. I did appreciate in the very beginning when they were the kids talking to the priest, uh, when like baby Sean is is talking to the priest about the Noah's Ark thing, and I was watching, going, "Yeah, yeah, you question that authority. You don't have to take that from the adult. The adults aren't always right." But and then I appreciated also how his dad, even though at first he was siding with the priest, was like, "Well, actually, yeah, let's think about this. Hold on a second. And even though he didn't exactly like 
come out and side with Sean, but he was entertaining the thought of it, which I thought was also important that sometimes as adults and as someone who formerly works with kids and Kristen currently works with kids, yeah. it's important for adults to acknowledge when they are wrong to a child. I think that's mm-hmm. an important thing for kids to know adults are wrong sometimes and it's okay for us to say that. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. He, he has to keep going. It was like one time. So he goes back to his dad and his dad's like, you got to back up your partner no matter what. And then he goes, and then Sean's like, what do you do when you know your partner's wrong? And his dad's like, tell him. It was like, you really needed to go back to your dad to get that? Yeah. Right. Right. Just tell him that he's wrong. But I love how his dad's like, tell him, but like, tell him in a subtly and respectful way. And then they cut to, to Sean going, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> I know. Sean's such a dick, but I love he, him so much. He, he, yeah. I truly, truly feel if James were day and I were friends, we would be in love. <laughs> I, I do think it's a really it's a it's an underrated skill for an actor to be able to play such a likable jackass because Sean is a jackass, jackass but we love him anyway and I can't quite explain why but I'm like I know you're a dick a lot of the times but I still root for you and that's an impressive yeah. skill a lot of guys couldn't be able to pull that off the thing with the Sean character is he doesn't care but he it's he's totally opposite of me in real I have to plan everything and everything has to go right and he's just flying by the seat of his pants and succeeding and I know people like that and people like that just drive me crazy just Mm. punch him in the throat yeah (laughs) they don't do anything they don't do any preparation and they just succeed they just just excel and it just works out yeah Gross. You know, it's something funny. I love when I watch these old episodes and they have something that reminds me of, you know, how things used to be. So they were looking at her Facebook. Oh, God. Where, oh. The, where the pineapple was hidden was actually a digital. Yeah, there it was. This week. Um, but do you remember when <clears throat> Facebook met or when your Facebook status used to be blank is and then you would finish? I had that same is. Yep. enjoying some coffee like when i go back and get those notifications of my old facebook things and just like it just oh my god it's so cringy and terrible i, and I had I that same note it. i had that same note of like when was this episode supposed to take place because i had the same observation of like oh god facebook used to be first person yes, uh, <laughs> when did it change i don't i mean i guess it was after 2009 but i thought it was earlier than that because i i think i got on facebook in like 2006 um yeah, i have not a clue yeah so i like you get on facebook mm-hmm. oh i was like I, probably around this time probably around 2008 yeah. 2009 okay did you and you had just graduated college yeah it was it was my freshman year so nice he finished you. up his third doctorate degree <laughs> all right so now we're gonna let's talk about what we disliked yeah i feel like i dug into it a little bit with the um with the all the the henry plot lines seemed very forced mm. uh yeah yeah tell talk about some of the the creepy stuff that you could have that you you feel like could have been approved upon so i feel like so so i have notes about the the exorcist nods that i picked up on um and some of them are like very little little things some of them are like mm-hmm. more obvious ones um like tubular bells they used that a couple times and i was like nice and, I mean, it might not have been tubular bells specifically, but it was tubular bells reminiscent, which is what you need because um, you're expecting to have that. Um, there was like a little quick shot in the beginning of when the girl jumps off the building and dies and it's 3 a.m. Um, the Exorcist of Emily Rose where 3 p.m. is supposed to be like the holy hour because it's the holy trinity and 3 a.m. is the flip of it. It's like the evil trinity. Ooh. So her dying at 3 a.m. was like, ooh, a little tiny little spooky thing. Um, the um they mentioned like because one of my things at the beginning was um they it seemed like they jumped immediately to she's possessed there was like no other reason and i'm like why is this the first thing they think of but then later when sean and gus go and interview the father he's like well she was dealing with the occult and seances and and ouija boards and i'm like all right i guess for a priest that would be like sure um and the ouija board is uh, is uh something that reagan played with in the exorcist and that's where captain howdy came from so that was a little nod and then James says, or, well, yeah, Sean says the, the line from The Exorcist, you're going to die up there, which was this, the party scene where it's like the first scene where something starts going wrong in The Exorcist. Because mm-hmm. 
um, and the actress says, Ellen Burstyn's having a party and everything's having fun. And there's like an astronaut at the party. And then Reagan comes down. She looks kind of like glazed over. And she says, you're going to die up there to the astronaut and then pees on the floor. And then that's like when everything changes for the family. So that's a classic line. Um, there was a little mention of fa the, the father coming back to Santa Barbara after doing an exorcism in Peru, which was a very subtle nod to Father Marin, who had done an exorcism previously in Africa. So I thought they were doing like a little okay. parallel about that. Um, let's see. Other random little things. There was something on a calendar. I saw Friday the 14th and I was like, nah. <laughs> and then uh, spider walk. There was, there was a classic spider walk and they called it yeah. the spider walk. Um, they had uh, the classic exorcist shot where the, the father comes walking into the shot and it's like all backlit and spooky and foggy. That was, uh, you needed that. Like that's, there's like, a, right. if you have a checklist of like the exorcist, like check marks you need, you need the tubular bells, you need, you know, um, something with pea soup, you need the, that classic shot. Oh, did they do something with pea soup? This is one of the things they missed. They didn't, they mentioned the pea soup, but they didn't. Okay. And, and they didn't, so they didn't do anything with the pea soup. They didn't do anything with like the head twisting around. They didn't, right. they lovely day for an exorcism. There were, the stairs weren't there. So like there were some of the key things I was missing, um, but they had some of the similar plot points where there was like the mom there who kind of looked like Ellen Burstyn. Um, and then when they were doing the exorcism, Sean had to get emotional and leave. And that's what happened to Damien Cross and the exorcist. Um, and I think those are all like the big, the big exorcism. Okay. Like they had a good amount of them, but then they also were missing some that I was like, well, why didn't you do this thing? Where was like the yeah. head spinning? Um, I wonder, I wonder if any of these were like edited out for time or they had to leave on the cutting room floor or anything maybe. like that. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, pea soup is also like, that would have been very messy. So maybe they're like, we'll just mention it. It's fine. Uh, I didn't like <clears throat> the, you talked about it earlier with it. Basically at the end of the episode, Sean is, uh, Gus is forcing Sean to go to confession. Hmm. And I don't like it when religion is forced onto people. So that, that sort of bothered me. It's like, if that's, if that's your thing, that's great. And that's fine. But when you, but when you force it on somebody and you, and you make them and you make mm -hmm. them do it, I, I, that's something that I don't like. Yeah, that's fair. What Did was the thing he was listening uh, that what was it? Oh, stealing his food. Like stealing, That's right. Stealing his That's food right. it on the, the cleaner. On the cleaner. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, bless me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been... Fifteen years since my last confession. Wow. Wow. That's not very priestly. I don't think. Whatever. As far as the sinning goes... Um, I'm a little unclear as to what's still on the list nowadays. I'm assuming that stealing is still a no-no, right? That's correct. Okay, and then greed? Yes. Impure thoughts? Big time. Um, do you have any place you need to be anytime soon, Father? Because this could take a while. Let's start with the lying. I do it all the time, but here's the good news. Nature of my job. Yeah, go on. I'd rather switch over to stealing, if you don't mind. Um, I don't do it often, but there is something that's been gnawing at me lately. Gus, can you hear me? Here's the thing. I've been stealing food that Gus hides in his desk and eating it and then blaming it on the cleaning lady, Onelia. I knew it. I knew it. Damn it. Ooh, is that word of sin? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I also, there was a, some point where, because uh, at some point, they, um, Sean thinks that the father was the one that drugged the girl who died to right. look like there's an exorcist or a possession so that he can go in and like get his former glory and perform an exorcism. So he's in jail and he's talking to Gus and he's implying that he knows something. He's like, I can't tell you, it's a matter of confession. And again, I'm Jewish, so I don't know these things, but can't you, can, can't you reveal something said in confession if it's related to a crime? Is nope. It, no? Okay, never mind. Nope. I thought that was like the one. Well, maybe that's maybe it's just, a psychiatry. You can do it if it's a if it's a crime. I think if, if it's a I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You don't even if somebody tells you they murdered somebody. Dang, that's messed up. Yeah. But I'm thinking of psychiatry. There's I, a there's a ton of movies out there based on that. No. Where a yeah. priest knows something and can't do, and can't do anything because it was told to them in confession. Right. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I mean, 
I'm not, I'm not judging anyone else's religion, but I'm like, sounds like it kind of are. Just that one part of it, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up, huh? (laughs) I just, I just like it when people don't get away with murder. I mean, I feel like that should be, that's one of the commandments. I think thou shalt not get away with murder. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I thought the, the, they had the whole, like, the classic we think it's this person but it's actually that person which happens in like almost every episode of psych but the it just being her trying to steal the boyfriend eh, yeah. maybe there was a better way of doing it, it felt weak it felt like one of the weaker yeah it, it almost felt like hey we want to do an exorcist episode let's figure out a plot to wrap around that like it felt like one of the weaker plots of a psych yeah. episode um and like and it wasn't i guess it also wasn't satisfying it wasn't like this was a terrible person who did this terrible crime and like, oh, how dare you? I want you to go away. No, she kind of sucks, but but she also like didn't she also didn't mean to kill her. So yeah. yeah. So it didn't I didn't feel great at the end of like her being arrested and that the poor boyfriend's like all gonna he's gonna be fucked up for a while. So like I guess it it just didn't give me like the happy happy fuzzies at the end of it. I was yeah, like, it just wasn't oh. as clever. The best ones yeah. are when they're is when they're clever. Yeah. I thought Sean was a little extra rough on Lassie in this episode too. I know that's their thing, but I thought I thought he he might have gone over over the top with, you know, this banging on Lassie here. Yeah. Well, when, when where was he too much on Lassie? I don't remember that. It didn't stick. I know he did it at the very end where he was like Well, right at, right at the very it? beginning, right. he goes, "What do you think?" Wrong. Oh, sorry. Oh. Let me get it out. I think it was murder. Wrong. So, it was like right at the beginning. Yeah, just, I mean, but as far as like Sean's dickishness goes, then I'm like, eh, that's like straight, that's like classic Dr. Cox if you want to, you know. I, I guess that didn't strike me as being any more or less hard on Lassie than he usually is, especially given what happens to Lassie in the next episode we're going to talk about. Right. There was one ra- random line that I, because I, the one thing that I will that I think about this episode that I liked better than the here's Lassie episode. Cause there's not many, I think we'll, we'll get to that. But the one thing was like, there were all the way through this felt like a very straightforward or they were stick. they were sticking to one movie. It was all exorcist references. And it was like a possession kind of movie, except for one random line that was when they were doing the exorcism and he comes out and he's like, weapon is brow. And he goes, she's clean. And I, and I'm like, mm, poltergeist, were we suddenly referencing the poltergeist here? So it was like that one random line that I'm like, it's like it didn't yeah it's it it, like they wanted to put one more thing in because it was halloween but yeah yeah like i don't know it just it bugged me because everything else was very very true to being exorcist and that just one line i'm like this doesn't fit (laughs) take it away my last my last thought was i i don't know how i felt about them referencing the exorcist flat out like with them being so aware that it was just like the exorcist i almost wonder if it would have been more enjoyable if they weren't acknowledging if they didn't say that it yeah. existed at all yeah for point. some reason it felt like them being in the know felt too meta almost you know what i mean like i can't put my mm-hmm. finger on why exactly but i feel like that took away from it a little bit a little bit yeah if they didn't ign- if that if in this universe the exorcist didn't exist at all yeah so it just turned out to be a spooky possession thing and we as the audience get all the exorcist references and think yeah. it's very clever, but it's not them actually making the comparison. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. All right. So any other, or are we going to move on to here's Lassie? Let's move on. All right. So the second episode, it's <laughs> here's Lassie. Originally aired March 7th, 2012. It is the sixth episode. Uh, it's the 11th episode of the sixth season. And this holds a nine out of 10 on Ooh. IMDb. What did the other one hold? Now I don't remember. An eight. That held oh, an see, eight. I would have given that one like a seven probably. But I, yeah, I, I agree that I would. I also rank this one higher. Uh, this episode, they have, uh, they investigate a hanging in an apartment. And Lassie is... He likes the apartment, so he ends up he ends up buying the apartment uh, while the guy's still hanging there. Okay, can I just say I've been trying to buy a house for a year. I would one thousand percent do this. <laughs> a thousand percent. The housing market is shit right now. 
I would be doing that, blushing the toilets, checking the, the electrical. Uh, maybe I wouldn't also buy the furniture, but I definitely would buy this house. I will make note that while Lassie's like doing everything and like putting his bid down in the apartment, I literally said to myself, wow, Lassie. And then like in the next scene, Sean goes, wow, Lassie. And I'm like, yep, yeah. exactly. We're on the same page here. So he ends up buying the condo. And once he moves in, weird stuff starts happening to him. He starts freaking out and he thinks his condo is haunted. So he hires Sean and Gus to find out what's going on. It, it turns out that there is a crazy neighbor there that has killed the last two people who lived in that apartment and is driving Lassie crazy with amyl nitrate. Mm-hmm. Poppers. Poppers. And they figure it out. And, so, and the odd thing is, these two episodes, the, the, the person that they're after are women. So mm-hmm. we, have, we have, yeah. a couple of, have a couple of women, uh, women suspects here, female suspects. Why did you look at me when you said that? <laughs> I would be way more likely to murder you. <laughs> yeah. Be um, honest. <laughs> mm. I love, are we talking about stuff we love yet? Or, or Yeah, right? go ahead, right there. What we like. Love a themed, and when they do the theme intro. Yes, I they're so good. love it. They're Every so time they do it, it gets me so excited. They do them for all the different holidays and stuff. Mm-hmm. This one was really, was really good. I really dug it. Yeah. And I was so excited to see Sarah Rue because Sarah Rue doesn't do a whole lot anymore, but mm-hmm. she's such a good actress and like a character actress and so when she popped up i was like oh it's sarah rue hooray and she's doing like a weird quirky like intense kind of intense cutesy quirky kind of i don't know how to try to think of like a character that reminds me of that kind of character but it's like real intense and you're like oh you're a you're a whole lot (laughs) like leah michelle and yeah yeah, I don't know what that stereotype is called, but yeah, like gold star honor student, like, but like on something turned up poppers, yeah. not poppers, <laughs> sleeping and crazy. Just a little, just a little lick of Adderall, maybe not the whole pill, but just a little lick of it. I agree. I love, uh, I loved Sarah Rue in this. Just. The way she delivered her lines. Hiya. Carlton, right? Amy, on the second floor, quick directions from you to me. Exit this door hard right three floors down. I know where your apartment is. Okay. Oh, wow. I love what you've done with the place. It's cozy, but with a heavy dose of man. I dig it. Sad about Marky. He was good people. Can I help you? No. But I have something for you. It's a potluck basket. I like to do it for all the newbies. See, everybody in the building gives a little gift, and then I make it look all purdy. Here you go. Welcome to Prospect Gardens. Rat traps. Oh, um, yes, they are from Lloyd, the building manager. He's got them all over the building, just in case you get rats. The bath salts are from me. A little something for you and your lady. How do you know if I have a lady? Oh, please. As if something like that could still be on the market. <laughs> right? It's not, right? Well, uh, listen, Judy. Amy. Maybe you can uh, save me some time or an altercation or two. Mm-hmm. I dropped my nest egg on this place, and that's years of interrogations and arrests. Arrests? Are you a man in blue? I'm head detective for the Santa Barbara Police Department. Oh, get out of this condo! Keep it down! Art! You take that hairy eyeball in for a trim, you gloomy Gus, you. You people suck. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's just a grumpy pants because his wife is dead. Every time she was in a scene, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought she did a, a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Woody, the coroner. And I love yes. it when Woody, I love Woody. So I, so I love that Woody was in uh, this episode. One thing we didn't mention in the previous episode no Woody and no oh, no Captain, no Captain Karen. She was not in that. You're episode. right. That's right. Yeah. 
And in later episodes, she disappeared for quite a few. And I don't know what was that about. But I always like it when the full cast is in there, including uh, McMahon, who what, the big yeah. guy, big cop. Oh, yeah. the uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the dark buddy or something. But buddy, I don't know. He's got like a really cute first name. Yeah. Um, or something like that. I don't Buzz. 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 There it is. Yeah. Buzz. There you but go. Woody in the corner, did he like, I don't think he was full cast or like recurring cast no, until like I don't even, the series. I, I don't even think he was in the first couple of seasons. Was no, he? I don't, I don't, I don't think no, so. No, no. He came in, he came in in the fifth, in the fifth season, okay. I believe. Okay. That's when yeah, he yeah. 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 He's such a weirdo. Oh uh, yeah. That character is so fun. So I love, one of the reasons I love this episode is because because Lassie's the main character. So we mm-hmm. just get that much more of the characters we already know with just a sprinkling of these other people. Whereas when someone else is the the main client for that episode, you don't get as much. Like the the my favorite episodes are the ones where the main cast members have are somehow the victims of the crime. So it's just so much more of them, which of course you can't do that every time because this is like a, you know, procedural ish show so they've got to have you know a new case every single but uh i loved it i love lassie so much james roday he directed this episode yes he yeah did, did he, he write it also yeah. he wrote a bunch of them i don't know i didn't i i meant to look it up and then i did not um so i'm just curious <laughs> i don't know but all of the the like rosemary and her yeah. baby um what else did we have the actual twins mm-hmm. from the shining <laughs> wait were those the actual actresses yeah oh, i didn't know that oh dang I, i'm 99 sure that's actually them but this is from me googling this 15 years ago but that also checks out i could see them doing that it didn't occur I, to me that that was them barely but positive that's actually them. i believe that i believe that. um the the poltergeist with him sitting watching the tv this is another one where they had they they did a lot of shining references which i love but they also did a lot of other movie references again which i'm like why did pick a movie stay in one lane because they had the rosemary's baby references they had the mm-hmm. poltergeist references again the ghost ghostbusters references and I enjoyed did them they, all. Did they ever say, did they ever acknowledge that The Shining is a movie? I don't think they did. Universe? I don't think they did at in the, this one, which I like better. At the very, very end, <laughs> um, Sean says something to Gus about Shining. Or he, something about does. the shine or something. But, but he, he found the it, ring. Yeah. But he said it like, it was in the book and not in the movie because in the movie do they ever actually refer to it as the shining the like ability to see ghosts and stuff or do they not i feel like they only do that in the book i think they know they do it in the movie they do okay scatman carruthers is like some people shine that's right okay yeah okay all right but but I liked it better the fact that they didn't reference The Shining being a movie until that little spot on not at the very, very end, because it was kind of like a cherry on top kind of thing. So that didn't bother me. Um, there were a lot of, a lot of references to The Shining, which it was yeah. fun kind of picking up on all of them. I think there were more in this one than there were for The Exorcist one. Oh, I think, and I think so too. And this is just, this is a later season. They have more money. I feel like they're mm-hmm. more like they're getting more into like these are Halloween episodes we're going to lean in again like the production team the design team Mm -hmm. how fun was this for them to try to recreate this hallway to get that same big wheels to costume people the same way to get Lassie in that hoodie so he looks like Jack Nicholson towards the end like not the exact costume but like 2010 or whatever year this was version of that outfit Um, having Lassie use uh a saber instead of an axe because in the civil war episode civil war episodes you know that he has these swords so the way that they did they did the psych universe version mm-hmm. of the stuff i thought was really clever i thought they did a much better version at incorporating the shining into into their world whereas the mm-hmm. exorcist one felt a little bit more kind of like shoved on top this one felt more cohesive which so yeah. i agree with that 
Now, um, can we talk about how amazing Dulé Hill is when he becomes Shelley Duvall? Is, like, I, I swear to like, you, he must have studied that, that movie. A times. Yeah. Yes, because the way he uh, so good. just the way he's running away from Lassie and he's like stumble walking and bouncing <laughs> against the wall and being and he's dramatic. In the corner, like, yes, <laughs> but then once he's in the room. <laughs> So, so, oh, I do have a question though. So, um, what do we think, Scott? Do you ever want to talk, or just me and Amir going to chat? The you guys, time? you guys can take it. Let's go. Our <laughs> podcast now. I'm the worst. I know. I'm such a just, just bulldozing my way through. I just love Psych so much, and this episode, whoa, so good. To be um, fair, I feel like Scott saw this happening. Oh, I know you brought it upon yourself, Scott. You really, really did. So go on. What? Why did Gus? grab a broom in the shining Shelly Duvall correct me if I'm wrong she has a like a butcher knife, knife right she was in the kitchen yeah yeah so why did he get a broom because there some kind of connection to something earlier that I'm not making yes the baseball bat remember when she's swinging the bat he's coming up after it so that is the equivalent to the baseball bat I believe was, okay. what did she have a baseball bat in the movie slash book or is that the Simpsons episode because I remember very distinctly Homer going give me the bat in the movie when the here's johnny she yeah. for sure is holding a knife okay okay so maybe she so, had a back so did they just smush two different things together I mean, or no no in the, of- in the movie she has the bat and the knife oh okay okay she has the bat and she uses the bat to knock him unconscious and, and puts him in yeah. the, puts him in the in the food yeah. locker yeah okay, okay. after he's after he escapes, then she gets the knife. Okay. I don't think oh, the broom necessarily right. was supposed to be like, like mean anything. I think it was just because um, Gus was, just was convenient in like, yeah. In like the janitor's closet. It was just like a thing to grab. I, okay. Yeah. I just, I didn't know if like, maybe I missed a joke or a connection somewhere with that. But okay. okay. All right. If it had been a croquet mallet, that would have been a very specific nod, but um, nah, I think it was just a broom. Oh, uh, okay. Sometimes a broom. It's just a broom. A broom but i so like can i can i do some of my favorite like tiny little yes do your little stuff so the janitor in the in the uh building was named lloyd which was a combination of two characters from the shining it was a combination of the the dick character which is the was a catman was his name scatman carruthers combination of that character but then also lloyd the bartender um from the shining which is the scene where jack is having this like drunken ghosty guy which was with the one of the few things that I was missing was there was no bartender scene, um, which maybe it's like, okay, they only have 40 minutes. They can't fit it. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I also missed it. Um, they had a little bit of the deep organ music at various points. Cause there's that like very specific boom, 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 which is so creepy and foreboding. Mm-hmm. I love that. Ah, this made me want to watch the shining. again. I don't, this is, this is a whole aside. I don't actually like The Shining all that much. It's not my favorite Stephen King thing ever, and I I'm not a big um, I'm not a big Kubrick fan either. But like that's a whole other that's a different yeah, podcast. It's a different. That'll be his next podcast. Yeah, he's like, why Emmy's wrong about Kubrick? Watch, it'll happen. Um, when Sam, no, was- it, it'll just be why is Emmy wrong? Dot dot dot. You can't see this at home, but I'm flipping off Scott right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when Sarah Rue gives the welcome basket to uh, to Lassie, there's right. there's a drawing from the little kid who's like riding the bike around the halls all the time. But it's uh, it says welcome love or from Tony or something. And Tony is the name of uh, Danny Torrance's little friend that lives in his finger. There was like red rum, red rum. That's oh, Tony. Okay. And it was and like the welcome from Tony is written the way red rum was written, like was with, right, right, with like the crayon. And then he drew yeah. a maze on the middle in the middle of the of the drawing, mm-hmm. which is like the big hedge maze from the, the movie. End, so right. so that I was like <laughs> uh they had the they had the creepy bathroom moment, which is one of those like you need to have that scene. That's that's one of the key scenes that you need for the shining. They had all the Rosemary's baby stuff. They had all the Tony running down the hallway on the in the bicycle. And that's my favorite scene from the shining is that long scene where Danny's just riding down the hallway and you just hear yeah. like the boom and he's riding on and off the carpet. And it's just such a cool sound sound effect and it builds that tension. Um they did the finger wave thing, they had the blood, they had the blood in the little light fixture instead of coming out of the mm-hmm. hallway in the elevator. There was some, oh, someone's from somewhere. I think it was when Sean was doing one of their, um, oh, we're, 
where so-and-so investigating something, something we're from Torrance. And I was like, aha, Torrance, like Jack Torrance, because the family name is Torrance. Yeah. Um, brief moment where <clears throat> Lloyd, the janitor has like the creepy mask and it scares them. And there's like a random scene where Jack is seeing like the old ghosts of the parties um, from like the twenties, whatever. And they've got those creepy animal masks. So that was a little thing. The they're chasing by the boiler kind of was reminiscent of the chase in the hedge maze. The whole Shelley Duvall thing. Uh, Amy, I was waiting for this. Amy lives in apartment 237. And apartment 237 right. is like the big right. haunted room, the big haunted apartment. So I, I thought that was really excellent. And then they had the the like flashback of, oh, here's how Amy went crazy all these years uh, with the black and white photos. With the black and white pictures. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. So the, the things that I was missing was I was I was missing the bartender scene. I was missing like the writing on a typewriter. I was missing the all work, no play. But they, but they yeah, got a lot of things. Typewriter. Yeah, they didn't have. Yeah, that. they didn't. Again, it's only forty minutes, and they have to have other stuff in there. But, yeah. uh, but yeah. I really liked it. Did yeah. okay. I loved that Lassie got to play a different character because mm -hmm. he's such a like a rigid. Yep, I was going to say Lassie's rigid. such a rigid character. So, like, my favorite Lassie moments are like when Lassie learned to tap dance when yeah. he's got got all these other uh these other like little he moments falls in but, love and like has he some yeah, community it's so, nice. so sweet yeah. but like this one he gets to play like this fucking psycho and he's all disheveled and when he gets to play like the nightmare version of him which i totally thought he was doing a beetlejuice impression when he like wakes mm -hmm. up from the nightmare oh yeah yeah, yeah. And then he says something to himself that like, yeah, I have a bad dream or something. I was like, guys, I know just, what you mean. Yeah. Just like Beetlejuice. Yeah. Um, but he looked kind of like the wolf man. So it was a, it was a whole thing, but I, guy just, I, I love that character. I was so, character. uh, disturbed by the fact that from the very beginning of the episode lassie just sleeps holding a gun i was like that is as <laughs> extremely upsetting to see that you just sleep holding a gun even when you're not like psychotic <laughs> yeah oh yeah i guess he was he was pretty batshit crazy um what's the episode where uh oh god lassie looked so hot he had a gun hiding somewhere uh uh this was another this was another freaking halloween episode i think it was the vampire one Oh, and yeah. And Sean's all tied up and Lassie comes in. It's not the vampire one. It's Which the one, one is it? that's the one where they think he's uh, he shot one of the uh, informants. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 I know which one that is. And they give uh, they give Jules a new partner, and her new partner is uh, a dirty cop. And the gun is oh, hidden okay. in uh wall Some it's walnuts, hidden walnuts or something. Yeah. yeah, and he like shoots him, but then he like does this move and oh it's like, oh Lassie's giving me the vapors. <laughs> Lassie never so gave hot. me the vapors till the rap party episode when the series was done, when he had like the new hair and the beard and like the slightly yeah. open shirt. I was like, Oh, who's this? He, guy? Was, he was doing right. Gallivant, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I was all, all bored. <laughs> Let's let's see how much we can talk about these characters in a sexual manner. How wh when is it going to make Scott uncomfortable? <laughs> Scott, when did you get the vapors for Lassie? Uh, in the previous episode, he had his head shaved, and I like him better with a full head of hair. I think I do as well. Yeah, yeah, he's got great hair. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, a couple other references. Well, of course, we have Ghostbusters because right. Sean and Gus show up at the apartment. You know, just dressed in the dressed in the jumpsuits with the again. I was like, why is that necessary? I didn't. It just bugged me because I'm like, this is a Shining episode. There are so many Shining things. Get the Ghostbusters out of here. Get poster Poltergeist out of here. Get Rosemary's Baby out of here. Granted, it was funny and like it was a very clear nod and a wink to it. But I'm like, it's different. I think at least Rosemary's Baby was like a red herring. Yeah. Uh, at least that was like they had a reason to 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 also want that apartment so i don't mind that one as much the ghostbusters one was seemed super random though that one was the most random yeah and the poltergeist because there was the tv static for poltergeist but then also the chair stacking when the chairs randomly yeah. were stacked, that was also poltergeist um and did they establish that sarah rue ran in and did that real fast because that's like the, i have that as my i'm trying the, to wait until we talk oh, about okay, okay, because i have that written down too it's like the one thing where i'm like hmm. so i i really want to 
commend the choice to make Gus Shelley Duvall because it would have been so easy for um, what's her face, Juliet, or, like yeah. there looking for them, and for Jules to be that character because it's like she's the girl and Shelley Duvall's the girl, so we'll have and the girl partner. Do. So and now he's after his partner. Yeah, he's fighting. Well, Jules is too strong of a character for that to have happened. I believe I don't. Jules is way stronger than Gus and Sean. Correct. All right. That's true. So it would have been, it's totally in character for Gus to do that. It would have been totally out of character for Jules to do that. Jules would have honestly. Would have just kicked his ass. Especially would have kicked his ass. Would have have taken down, would have taken down Lassiter. Yeah. I agree, but I do think it would have been easy for like a lazy writer to be like, oh, well, Jules is the girl. So we'll have her like, maybe she busts her leg and then she gets turned around or something. So she's weakened and yada yada like it someone could have easily like written and in a way and like just murder murder i'm glad they didn't i agree with you i think i think you're right jules jules wouldn't have unless something really extraordinary happened that would put her in that position mm-hmm. yeah a couple other things i noticed uh the last name of the people rosemary's baby their last name was pharaoh oh there you go <laughs> and the scene where Lassie, evil Lassie, starts choking himself yeah. in the mirror, that's from the Evil Dead oh, 2. Oh, all right. Yes, where Bruce Campbell, there's an evil Bruce Campbell in the in the mirror right, and he starts right. choking himself. Okay. Yeah, because that scene also reminded me a little bit of the poltergeist because there's a scene where the, the camera guys is... Um, sees like the gross bugs in the kitchen and then he goes into the bathroom like splashes water and then sees like his face is weird and starts peeling his face away oh god oh that must be why okay so when he looked in the mirror I had a moment of like is he gonna rip his skin off is this about to be gross do I have to cover my eyes but I must have been thinking of that <laughs> okay yeah. all right all right yeah so like the the choking himself thing yeah that makes sense for evil dead but it but it did also like bring a little bit more poltergeist also that's what again like they were kind of all over the place with some of these references and i'm like bring it focus focus but i but but also at the same time i I enjoy it because i'm a horror buff so i'm like Mm -hmm. i get these things all right now we're gonna go to what we disliked all right the chairs we both noticed the chairs like (sighs) Did she sneak into his apartment and stack up the chairs? And that would have, she would have hallucinating. Maybe maybe hallucinating. That's the one. Okay. If he was, I wasn't sure if it was a full on hallucination or not. Because she would have to have gone in so fast and move those chairs so fast and then out so fast. I don't know that she could. But he did see the twins, maybe. That part was a little unclear to me. It was clearer in the other one that he was having a bad dream because he Mm -hmm. woke up and we saw him wake up but that one we didn't have that waking up moment so i guess he was just hallucinating no i think he he did see the twins i think he he did see them and just like like ducked out freaked out and they like walked away because then later sean sees the two names and goes oh let's just knock on the door then there they are so i think he did see them um he just it was like right after the bad dream thing so he didn't realize what was going on just he just thought it was a creepy moment yeah right I really liked this episode. There's not a lot I would change. There's that not is- a lot, not a lot I would change either. The one thing, so what we haven't mentioned is Mr. William Shatner is in this episode. Oh, Great. that's right. Yeah. Juliet's dad. Come- oh, I did have one more thing. Okay. Yeah. And they, and actually Sean called it out, which I'm sure, I'm sure was an improvised line or was not in the original script, which was like, how the fuck did she get the the maintenance man in that top dryer? But also, why the hell do they have a dryer that big? No apartment building has like an industrial size jumbotron dryer. That thing is massive. Yeah. And then, you know, like Sean says something about it in like one of the last scenes. It's yeah. just like a, a one-off line about like, I wonder how she got him in there. And I was like, thank you. I bet that wasn't in the original <laughs> script. Yeah. And on the day of, he was like, this doesn't make sense. Like it makes sense for the shot because you want yes. that head behind him, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make sense in real life. Yeah, that struck me as something that they wanted to do. So they just did it because that wasn't even like a shining reference that had nothing to do with anything. It just like, it looks cool, but yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. All right, what were we saying about William Shatner before I so rudely interrupted you? Yeah, how come you don't yell at Kristen when Kristen interrupts you? Because Kristen is a delight. (laughs) It's so funny because Emmy's so much nicer than me. (laughs) (laughs) 
I I liked the scene with William Shatner, but it felt out of place in this episode. It sort of broke the flow because we do the shining thing and then we do this tag with William Shatner. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, Sean wants his permission to marry Jules eventually. Mr. O'Hara? Yes. I haven't eaten in 72 hours. I need a sandwich and a cold drink, non-carbonated. Sandwich should have cheese, but it's not a deal breaker. I'm not a young man. All right. Frank, here you are, dressed like that. I came as soon as I got your voicemail. Voicemail? You left me an urgent message saying you were headed out for a weekend getaway with my daughter, and you wanted to talk to me first. Oh, right. I did not forget that I did that. But I left you that message a week ago. Where were you? Tanzania. You climbed Kilimanjaro? Gus, don't make up words. What were you doing in Australia, Frank? Sean. This is not about you and me and whether or not I conned the Igbos into revealing the location of the crystal skull of Mawibi. I sense that you had an urgent question about my daughter, so spit it out. Don't mince words. I gambled and went with the pickle. And then we go back to the final scene where it's a picture of Lassiter. You know, he puts the picture up of his house painting party. Right. I just thought, I like the scene. That I, I thought it would have been better in a different episode that was more focused on Jules yeah, and Sean this, just out of curiosity was was maybe the next episode focused was it a William Shatner episode were they trying to set something up for the very next week because it did seem it seemed so out of place I forgot it was in there completely <laughs> yeah William Shatner is only in two episodes this one okay. and then the one where we he's introduced as Jules' father and she doesn't want to have anything to do with him. So he's only in two episodes, huh. and this being one of them. So bizarre. It seems like a weird waste of William Shatner in this episode. Like, it seems like they're, yeah, it seems like they could have figured out a way to better incorporate him coming back with that character. And I agree. It did feel super, like, jarring to have that kind of smacked at the end of this totally shining episode. But I don't remember what episode came next. So it, it makes sense that they were trying to set up whatever's going to happen next. Or like the romantic relationship kind of continues later on. But but it right. did out of place there. Other than that, I really liked the episode. And the, well, the one other little thing that was a little weird was like the rat traps caused these rats to like all have their blood pool in the light in the bathroom. That didn't so much make sense to me either. Was that actually what they said it was? Because I yeah, it was rats with like high cholesterol or something. I can't, and, I can't quite remember. And an STD. Oh, that's Woody goes, right. Woody goes. It was probably a rat with high cholesterol and an STD. Yeah, and then Lassie's like, "Oh yeah, the maintenance guy or whatever said something about catching the rats and the the you know floor above or something." But it was like but but you caught them with a bloodletting device like i don't i don't understand why this what is there was a barber up there an old-timey barber that's bleeding the rats it's so strange yeah. yeah it was also the the very end when they were chasing sarah rue up the hallway and then they had the shot of her up the stairway and then they're on the rooftop mm -hmm. and then she like tries to push them off and they duck oh. and she flies off and then they have that like reminiscent of psycho where um the actor's like laying in a chair and like go like flailing as though he's oh i thought it was vertigo is it psycho because i have I mean, the same thing i was yeah, like that's totally a, a, they do it a psycho also. thing yep okay. yep and i was like and that also felt weirdly out of place because like that's not a shining gimmick and it just and it also just looks stupid like you can always see that effect when they're trying to do it um yeah. like i would have i would have liked something more connected to the shining in that moment but i was also like yeah they have to wrap it up somehow yeah yeah and it goes back to the they mentioned the thing about the awning earlier but they did i did yeah i liked the fact that she was saved by the awning because they did set that up like way in the beginning so that was a nice little a nice little nod oh now i just want to watch the 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 hitchcock episode that one's so good <laughs> oh yeah right. there are so many good episodes that I know that bite on other genres. Like I still can't believe that Scott never saw Twin Peaks because the Twin Peaks episode I think is my favorite oh, episode, so like hands funny. down. It's like spot on. And I was trying to convince Scott that we should do a, a Twin Peaks versus a Hundred Clues episode because those two are very, very good parodies. Oh, right, right, right. So Scott, yeah, go sure, watch sure. the Twin Peaks series, come back, and then we'll come back and do another one of these episodes. Well, I was yeah, toying around with doing. Tuesday the 17th that was based on Friday the 13th I was mm -hmm. toying around with that one 
Yeah. Um, they have so many good Halloween episodes. What's your What's your favorite Halloween episode, Emmy? Um, I'd have to. I don't know off the top of my head because I've only seen the series once through, so I don't know all of them as as like succinctly as I do mm-hmm. other series with Halloween episodes. I can tell you some of my like shows that I love their Halloween episodes. Like overall, like Roseanne has very good Halloween episodes. Yeah, historically. Um, I used to love Simpsons Treehouse of Horror until the until the Simpsons kind of <laughs> jumped the shark. Until they did like 40 of them. <laughs> yeah, I actually wrote it. I wrote a treatment for uh, Treehouse of Horror when I was in college and I was taking the screw in class. And I still have it. And I went back and read it recently. And I'm like, I think this is actually good. They haven't done any of these parodies. Who do I send oh, this good. to for them to steal? Yeah, send that off. I actually don't know where to send it because I'm like, they could, they could do my movie. But I, I do agree with what you said earlier. They do like such good holiday episodes. Like their Christmas episodes are so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and they do so many fun genre episodes. It's just, it's always, it's always neat when you see like, oh, this is a special thing. <laughs> I think this, I think the Here's Lassie might be my favorite Halloween episode. I'd have to go they back. Have like the, they have the vampire one. They have like the, the werewolf one. one. I like the werewolf Yeah. One. Uh, I'm not a huge Friday the 13th fan in general. So I'm, I think I remember watching that one and being like, oh, and then we weren't doing that one. And I was like, okay, cool. We're not doing that one. Um, but I remember liking the werewolf one. I thought that one was pretty good. Yeah. Scott, do you have a favorite Halloween episode? The one where it's the ghost of the girl falling out of the window. Oh, the yes. sorority one. Yes. Yeah, the yeah, sorority yeah. one. And it's, um, and I believe that's the one where Gus gets his foot caught. It's like, don't leave me. <laughs> Sean, don't leave that's, me. Don't leave me, Sean. I thought this was that. Ep- I thought the window episode was mm. this one at first. And I was excited. And then I was like, oh, no, it's the other one. That's fine. But that my, one is uh, really good. My, that- also, my other favorite one is The Mummy. Uh, oh, the- yeah. Oh, yeah. That one that's is really good, good. And that's a good mystery one, too. Great, yeah. Yeah. They have great spooky episode i like really i like the haunted it. sorority wasn't that like a really early episode like season one season two i feel like that one was early on i think so yeah yeah and then they had what about the one oh it just it just left my brain it's gone never Did mind they do a zombie one? What I was gonna say yes that's what i was gonna say there was one where they were like in a sleep lab speaking of evil dead and uh what's his face was in it right bruce campbell bruce, bruce campbell, campbell was in it and you kept this came up on my facebook memories not too long ago mm-hmm. where i was like the psych episode is really scaring the shit out of me what's going on because they kept like waking up oh yeah oh uh, that one was real fucked up yeah 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 yeah. i can't even remember what the actual episode was about i don't but either i don't i don't either i remember bruce campbell being in it though. it was uh, <laughs> i can't remember what the main story is someone I was like writing a book there was like a book they were doing like a sleep study something something i know what you're talking i, I can yeah of- yeah certain things yeah I'll watch it later yeah. All right. So now is the time of the podcast. I think it's going to be a little anticlimactic, but we're going to find. I think it so, is. I feel like we all made our yes. feelings so, very well known. <laughs> which is more gooder? Kristen. Here's Lassie. That one by by a million points. Yeah. And Emmy. So h- horror movies, Exorcist is better. And I think the Exorcist episode did a better job at like staying strictly to the Exorcist. But overall, yes, I agree. Here's Lassie is the superior episode. Wait, why was the pineapple well. in Here's Lassie? It was in the welcome basket. I had to go back and check. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, right, there was like right. ham with the pineapple slices. Yeah, this one wasn't, a, wasn't as obvious as the emoji on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. That, what did you think? It was, yes, it was Here's Lassie. Yeah, yes. it, a, a very, very, very entertaining. They nailed it. And once again, I, I think I might have a little crush on Sarah Rue because she did oh, such Sarah. a fantastic job. She was Sarah. so cute. Yeah. yeah. All right. You like wackadoos? Right. <sighs> yeah. He likes those crazy ladies. The crazy ladies. What a weird way to end. I'm sorry it came out of my mouth. <laughs> but thank you for yes ending it, Scott, and not making me feel like the asshole. <laughs> you really we're know how to it. treat a guest. We're all in improv. And to bring it back around, both Kristen and Emmy are in CSZ Boston, Comedy Sports yeah. Boston. Yeah, we are. And Emmy, what's the name of your sketch troupe? My sketch troupe is called Suzzy, S-U-Z-Z-Y. It is Suzzy. It is not Suzzy, although I understand why you would want to say that. You can check out our website, <laughs> suzzyboston.com. We're on YouTube, suzzyboston.com. Uh, I think we're talking about getting an OnlyFans. I'm not sure yet. 
Um, we've got shows coming up uh, in the spring and summer. And then uh, we, we come to Sports Boston, open back up again. So now we're going to have matches on Saturdays and see Kristen and I there. Yeah. And it's good times. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I have anything to promote besides comedy sports. Oh, oh, you can look at my mediocre band. Um, oh, no, I'm not mediocre. It's a good Medford band. noise complaint. Yeah. It is a, it's a quarantine band that uh, some other improvisers and I started over <laughs> quarantine because we were tired of people not paying attention to us. And when I scream in a microphone, they kind of do. We're, we're performers. We need validation a lot. <laughs> constantly. Constantly. <laughs> Oh, all you're right. laughing, but I'm sad inside. I'll put the links to all of those in the description of the show. And this this has been the, the debut episode of Which is More Gooder? And so I want to thank my guests, Kristen and Emmy, for doing this. You know, we had to choose between uh, both episodes of Psych are worth watching. In fact, the whole series is worth watching. It's, oh, it's it so is a, good. I've watched it at least 10 times. Yeah. I think the chemistry between James Roday and uh, Duel Hill. Dulé. It's Dulé Hill. It's some of the, it's, yeah. it's got to be some of the best chemistry I've ever seen on screen. I feel like it, this it show is. does not work without those two. Like you No, know, no, no, it, it would not. Work. Yeah, it's, it was really was like lightning in a bottle. And the fact that they continue to do these one-off movies every year just I like goes to show. Oh, I just to show how much they love each other because they are they they do they their goal is to do a brand new movie like every single year quarantine you know pandemic kind of mm-hmm. fucks stuff up a little bit they're a little off schedule but it's because they love each other i'm sure they're not getting like a big fat paycheck from peacock to do these straight to peacock movies mm-hmm. but they're so fun i just love them so much i really do it's, i totally oh, forgot i haven't seen the movie i need to find that now there's yeah, three there's of like them. three oh, of three them oh shit yeah they have a actually plan to do seven Seven. Now, technically, yeah. there's four because there's Psych the Musical. Oh, That's yes. That was a special one-off episode where the it, the the whole show was a musical. Yeah, you've seen that, so right? You got, yes, mm-hmm. I've seen it. I think she was asking me. Yeah, I was asking. Where you, was it? Like okay. part of, was it part of one of the seasons, or it was like a separate thing? I I thought it was in a season, but maybe it wasn't. Yeah, Anthony raps in it. They did. Did you? I didn't. I would have remembered if it didn't. I feel like you would have remembered. I would have remembered that. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's it's not in a season. It's a it's a separate entity. Oh, okay. I don't know if I realized it was a separate entity. If you're going through the seasons, you're not going to find it. So you have to search for Psych the Musical. Okay. Ooh. Yay. Oh, it means Weekend just got so much better. I know, right? I have homework to do now. But also now you can, I've just given you another episode of this podcast, which is like, which musical episode is better? The Psych musical episode or like Scrubs, Grey's Anatomy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Not Grey's Anatomy. Let's do Grey's Anatomy because I could do a whole podcast just on how trash it is. Oh, God, it's just so so bad. <laughs> so bad it's like the worst thing Ugh. i think we did like buffy and versus scrubs that will be a, that will be an interesting debate because mm-hmm. those are two very good musical episodes Ooh, okay we just cast ourselves for your next episode <laughs> all right that's it i want to thank everybody uh for tuning in to the debut episode of which is more gooder or which is more gooder i'll figure out the name names are fluid <laughs> names are hard Names are hard. Names are fluid. Which is more gooder? Uh, And we'll see everybody here next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Which is More Gooder podcast.